Frito and Willie Show. I'm your host, Frito. And we also got your boy here, Willie Mac Trill in the building. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Uh, Y'all see the whiteboard in the back? We're professionals over here. We make notes. Yeah, I need me one of those. I need, you know, Target. Target, Target, no, or Staples. Target was out. What were the Staples? Okay. But yo, make sure you get as important as the whiteboard is, you got to get the magnetic markers, son. <laughs> the magnetic markers just put on a whole new level to me. Got to get the magnetic markers. What do y'all put on? What do y'all do on there? Like, what? what? Oh, th- well, this is actually what I use for my um, my thesis. Like when I make my my plans. Like I have my weekly what I want to accomplish per week on there. So that's just my. The wife cannot touch my whiteboard. You know, she got all. <laughs> me. <laughs> Sometimes I do put like podcast notes on there. It's like, oh, I need to research this. Yeah, I like put a star by it because I, you know, I walk by. Oh, I need to research that that Kanye joint or whatever. So yeah. Yo, Willie is Mr. Organized here, y'all. I'm not. I only organize about music. No, my book bag is a mess. My car is a mess. But my hip hop, my playlists, they're serious. My books, serious. That's about it. My video games, serious. So yeah. Yo, we'll jump right into the topic, man, today, which is posse cuts. Yes. Posse cuts separate hip-hop from almost every other genre. Mm. Because I don't know if it's that. Is, I'm sure it's a big deal. If, But there's, there's no Michael Jackson with Prince with James Brown situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there, there are a few posse cuts. Shout out to the Secret Garden, you know, on the Quincy Joe's album. It's like Elder Barge, James Ingram, Barry White, and I'll be sure. Oh, come that's, on, come on. Come. That's, that's a that's a posse cut. But, <laughs> this ain't an R&B podcast, but let's just say. But yo, we got to come, yo, they might, have, they might have to be a mini, dude. We may have yeah. to talk about that separately. Okay. But, um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get excited about the Secret Garden too. <laughs> the R and B posse cut. We need more R and B posse cuts. Okay. Anyway, but with hip hop, the posse cut is so so important and so central to what hip hop is because hip hop is in its nature a competitive sport. Mm. So the posse cut itself is this opportunity to get multiple MCs on a beat, and you go into it knowing. You're volunteering to be criticized and to be ranked. Because when you get on a positive cut, you know the view, the listeners are going to be like, yo, 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 that's, yo, yo, cuz came through. Or, oh, man, cuz messed up the whole song. And so it's so much about positive cuts that just make everything just so incredible. And um, I'm glad to talk about those today. Yeah, yeah man, like a posse cut is, you know, when people say like, you get your favorite superheroes together. That's oh, what yeah. a posse cut feels like. Yes, a good posse cut too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's kind of like you like, oh man, I wonder if like the Marvel characters got all together and did something, or like if Spider Man and Batman got together to do something. Like you know, that's how a posse cut feels. 
especially yeah. randos. It's like what? So and so's on with such such. Especially when you get like different styles, you just like, oh wow, I didn't think this would even work. Like yeah. these two people on the same track, but it's working. It's exactly. incredible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love posse cuts. Love posse yeah. cuts. But, so what's your definition of a posse cut, though? Just so we understand. What's your definition? So, definition, that's a tough one. So most posse cuts, I feel like, are going to have four or more people in them. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Posse cut. They're normally, like, not with a group, but it could be a combination of groups. Yes. Yes. You yeah. know? Yeah. You know you're on a posse cut when there's no hook. Sometimes. Oh, you dropping some science right now. Cause we don't have time for a hook. We don't we don't want to waste those 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 12 bars. Like you know those bars. We'd have no room for bars for hooks. Right. We exactly. gotta cram six people on this track. And it not be over five minutes. So no. No hook. That's real. You know, so that's some of my definition. And of course, you got the label mate posse cuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. all types. All types. There's they're the party cuts. Yeah. Where you have, like, they're not as serious. It's like, oh, let's get all these people to drag, just have a good time. And it's yep. dope. But then you also have the gritty cut. Where you know this person A knew that person C was going to be on the song. And I got to bring my top-notch lyricism on this joint because I am not going to let black thought shine out shine me. I'm not about to let 3,000 make me look bad. Like, let me do, you know what I mean? And that's real. Like, so there's all types of possible. Like you said, the label made, the label posse cut, the party cut, the, the, the real straight up lyrical, like, no hook cut. And so we're going to talk about a lot of those today. So yeah, Ooh. Ooh. good time, good time. You know what I'm so you know, uh, any more definitions of what a posse cut is for you, man? Yeah. So the only thing, so the so, I'm there, I'm just going to put this out there before it happens. Mm -hmm. In today's conversation, I am not going to be discussing Wu Tang songs. The Wu Tang is the definition of a posse or a clique, <laughs> but they're their own category, and so. If I don't mention Triumph or chest boxing or protect your neck, it's not because I'm like, man, this dude this ain't no Wooster. No, it's just that they're the old category, and we promise, you know, we you know we're doing the Wu series right now. We will have a conversation about our about the Wu Tang songs and those super massive capacity cuts, but just not in today's conversation. Right. Agree. Agree. So you know, let's jump into it, man. Let's go. Let's let's talk about some posse cuts in our lives, man. You know what I mean? Do you want to go first? Because I know you got some you, fire. You, you, you want me to go first? You want me to go first? Bring your fire, dog. Go ahead. You go first. Okay. So, okay. I, I, I literally made a playlist of, 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 of posse cuts. So I bet you did. Reference. There's like 40 songs I'm not going to be able to go through probably, but five or six of them. Yeah. So, I'm just going to start off hard. Go ahead. I am going to start off with Watch for the Hook from the Dungeon Family. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So I'm starting with that one because I get angry when it's not mentioned in Posse Cuts. Because especially if the album version, because the album version starts off with Big Rube. And Big Rube drops some serious spoken words starting off. 
And so it's, it's that crescendo. Like, what's about to happen here? And then, oh, we're just going to start off with 3,000. Let's just start with 3,000. Let's just start with 3,000. You know what I'm saying? Never before has any crew been so diverse. Trying to outdo the last verse is my curse. He's like, dog, 3,000 is like eight bars, dude, like six bars. It is ridiculous. Somebody grab a number two pencil because they tested me. Like, like it's, and then you have which doctor comes in? I fly through the night. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like everybody just comes through. You have the CeeLo and Cujo conversational verse where you don't, you have a hard time understanding what they're saying, to be honest with you, but they battling. You know what I'm saying? And then you still got Gip to go. You still got Big Boy to go. And you still got Timo, who I think actually has the best verse in the song. Timo to go. And then you still got Bree. It's cool, Breeze is so old. And the thing is, Cool Breeze still came with it. Yes! When he was easily, besides which, of course, the you know, Witch and Cool were definitely the least known collective because, of course, the Goody Mob albums have been out and, of course, Outkast have been out. And so to have Witch and Cool Breeze come on there and do their thing, too. Then the video was crazy. They did the whole Reservoir Dogs thing. It's just an incredible song. I it's forgot about that song, song. dude. I yeah. forgot about and it. Everybody's different. It was, and it was crazy because 3000 said, every, you know, you've never seen the clay so diverse. It's true. Wish Dot doesn't rap like Big Boy. Gib doesn't rap like Timo. 3000 doesn't rap like Breeze. And you're like eight people on this song. And like I said, if you're the album version, it's nine because Rue starts it off for intro. Nine people. They could have gone for 10 more minutes. So it's an incredible song, incredible beat. The dang, dang, dang. The dang, dang, dang. It, it was an incredible beat. It, it's just an incredible song. Like, definitely, like, on the short of the shortest of lists of, I think, the greatest posse cuts ever. And my, and my second favorite posse cut. We'll talk about my favorite one a little bit. It's not going to be a surprise to anybody what it is, if you know me. Yeah. But, yeah, but yes. Yeah, I'm going to turn it over to you, dog. Yo, thank you for bringing that up, because really that is one of the uh, one of the great songs in uh, Outcast history, or in Dungeon Family history, I should say. Part yes. Of it. Oh, but you know what? When, as soon as you say that, because I also have a Dungeon Family song on my list as well. Oh, dear. What do you, what's about to happen? And I think people don't put it in a list of posse cuts. Okay. But if you think about it, it really is. Yeah. And it's probably my favorite song on the Equimini album. And that's Liberation. Yes. Yeah, that's a posse cut. You got you got Stax, you got Boy, you got Badu. Badu. CeeLo. Nah, that's a posse cut. Oh, I think I think you beat me. I think you got me up. You 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 went up on me right now, dog. Nah. They both different vibes. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about liberation, the production of it also plays a role in it too. Because mm. it, it does have a solo where they just live instrumentation out towards yeah. the end. Yeah, man. Shake your load off. Shake your load off. Shake your load. It is a beautiful gospel. Like you can play that in church. 
<laughs> nah, nah. Liberation is, and especially what's going on right now, man. Like, I've listened to that song like once a week now. Wow. Like, I need it sometimes. Like, the stuff that they're saying in that song about, you know, pretty much, you know, like doing what you got to do to make it, make it through the day. Yeah. Um, shake that load off, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, be, you know, it's, it's incredible. No, liberation is, 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 um, I still wish they would have made a video for that song. <sighs> That's one of the songs that should have been a video. Like, and I'll be rude. They can make the video today. And I, you know, like, it is funny. Like you can tell who had a Quimini when they talk about liberation. Cause I sort of feel like it should have been the last banner. I got to keep giving credit. David Banner said the same thing in an interview. David Banner said, Equimini is a perfect album. It only could have been more perfect if that was the last song on the album. I got you. I hear you. Like a chunk. I understand why Chunky Fire, which is dog, you know, as well. But closing out with Liberation might have been the, the move. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh, liberation, bro. Like, yo, you got me in a whole zone right now. That's the thing. The song, whenever you play it, it just puts you at peace, at ease. It just talks about like, yo, I'm not going to worry about what other people think about me. Yes. It's just like, yo, I'm going to choose my own path in life. I'm going to be hopeful about life. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, yes, there's trouble, but you know what? Just pass all that aside, player, and let's just not fear life. Let's just live it. You know yeah, what I mean? And, you know, and you just got so many styles, just like you said. And even your boy with the, the spoken word, too, in the middle of that mug. Oh, Rube. Yeah, Rube. My bad. Yeah, Rube's on that joint. Yeah, Rube, yeah like Rube coming through with that intermission almost like to get yourself together before the yeah. last part. It is like three songs in one there. Liberation is the definition of a posse cut, yo. You know? So that's my posse cut right there, boy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Oh, man. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ahead. This this is getting for real. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead with yours, boy. Woo-hoo-hoo. All right. So I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Go um, ahead. To another underrated posse cut. I don't know why it doesn't get talked about a lot. Okay. Especially when I name the people who on this song. Biggie. Red Man. Buster Rhymes. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Big Mike from the Ghetto Boys, Buckshot from um from Black Moon, and I'm gonna say this name and you may get some giggles, but at the time it was a big deal. Coolio. And this song is called The Points, and it's from the Black Panther soundtrack. And it is freaking nuts. <laughs> it's freaking nuts. And like the video version actually shortens a lot of their verses. So the real song, I think, is like nine minutes long. But if you see the video like on tube on YouTube, I think it's like five minutes long. And it's just it biggie, biggie. Oh, Ill and Out Scratch. That's what I miss. Ill and Out Scratch is on the song. It is like a ridiculously incredible song. And I don't know, I don't know because it's on a soundtrack of, of a, a movie that wasn't uh super popular. Yeah, but but it's it's crazy. I'm, and Biggie comes in just I went from construction Tim's to actress rims flipping mixtapes to bitches feeding me grace. Keep my mind state. 
Big Papa flow is lethal. That weed make my ass want to kill four people. That's the first verse. <laughs> like, like Red Man comes in, Buster comes in with some real like 15% knowledge. And then Bone, they only give them like six bars a piece. I still don't know what the heck Busy says. Period. But they all just rip it. And Red, I think I said Red Man's verse. Big Mike's verse is really dope. Buckshot comes in with a real quick verse. It is super dope. It's very militant. The beat is real hard hitting. Um, it's dope, man. It's oh, dope. you got me off guard because I'm like, I think I remember, but I'm not sure. When, you, when like... you see the video, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. It's one of those ones you probably just haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. But the, it's called The Points. Yeah. And just put in Biggie and it's going to come up. And like, it's real, like, you know, low protection video. Like, they they pretty much shot it from the studio. You could tell, like, like day by lady verse, and they just like, let me put a camera on you. You do it live. But uh, it's dope. Yo, you brought in Buckshot, dude. Like, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I love, I love Buckshot, you know, from Black Moon. So, uh, it is dope, and it's just, it's just really, it's a really, really cool song, man. So yeah, that the points, the points. So I got one for you as well. All right, let's go, let's go. So this one right here, video ahead of its time. I'm still watching the video. I'm just like, okay, this is amazing what they're doing right here. And the song is um, Sway and King Tex. The oh, anthem. the anthem. The anthem. <laughs> Who that white boy? <laughs> Who's the white boy? This is my house. You might as well face my face with white out. <laughs> so the beat yeah. goes hard. This was my first introduction to Tech Nine and Chino XL. Oh, Chino's so disrespectful. Yeah, Chino's so disrespectful. Chino's yeah. so disrespectful. Is he really? Why? Yeah, he did, he did the job at the Ramsey line, dude. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I remember that. Woo. Go yeah. ahead, though. Go ahead, man. Go ahead with it, though. So, yeah, but, like, this is one where there was no verse. It's just MCs just... We no chorus. Yeah, pardon me. No chorus. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. chorus, no hook, no nothing. It's just... You got lyricists just rapping. And the thing is, I don't know if this is to King and, and to Sway and King Test just production skills, but scratching was impeccable. Oh, yeah. The the verses coming together from everybody, it just flowed. It wasn't nicely. sloppy. It was not sloppy. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? And the video, like I said, the video was amazing, especially for that time. Oh my gosh. The video blew my mind. Dun 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 dun. Who your favorite verse? So you said your favorite verse was Chino. You said your favorite. No 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 no. That was my first introduction to them. You know, and everybody really came through because even Eminem with his cool G rap, even kind of like, even though his like flow wasn't as great as everybody, but it just meshed well with the. He has that lisp. Could you yeah. have that list that's just so awesome if you get into it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I maybe Tech Nine probably stood out the most for me in his verse. Okay. You know what I mean? But just because, you know, he had a lyric on there like um <laughs> I mixed up styles like the drummings. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> 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 
Yo, that's dope. Ah, that yo, you, ooh, we coming through with some heat. Okay, let me. Ooh, okay. Ah, you okay? Man. Go you, ahead you with throw, yours, man. What's up? You throwing, you throwing some legit heat over the plate right now, bro. You throwing mm-hmm. some legit heat. Okay, so I'm gonna cut through. All right, so I'm gonna cut through with some a little. Well, I, I guess it's sort of on par. I'm gonna cut through with the headbanger. Time out. I, what is this? Please. EPMD I, 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 featuring K Solo and Red Man. The headbanger. What? The headbanger. What? The head. Because I love this song because it was a very competitive. And there's a hook and everything, but there's competition here. Okay. Like, you know, they're all part of the same crew. They all hit squad. You know, EPMD were the, you know, definitely the mentors. And they, 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 they ushered in K-Solo and Redman into the industry. Mm. But all of these cats, you can tell, like, they were like, okay, I'm not going to be the dude that has to walk first. <laughs> and every single person has, like, a really legit verse. And it's just like, man, like, these cats really – Bring, but but Red Man steals the show. Like you know, like Red Man, like I, 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 this was I don't know if it was peak Red Man. You know, it probably was. Like there was a there was like a run of like four or five years where I thought Red Man was just everything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he was able to do. How can you be intimidating and humorous at the same time? Like that's just crazy to me. Like and it was just it was just. The sound effects, everything, and like he just was just super funny with it because I can jam like Teddy if you let me, a good fella, but still rugged like Joe Pesci. And it was just really, and then the video, like I told you in a couple videos, other he had that aesthetic of the the Scully pulled just a little too far over his eyes, and you know he looks all grizzled. But he looks like the type of dude you play video games with. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, I, this being the definition of a click jam, and, I, you know, I remember that the Wu-Tang was really big at this time, and for them to come through with their own squad, uh, squad posse cut, and everybody, K-Solo, so underrated. People don't talk about K-Solo as much. And, like, everybody just made a verse. I love it. And it's just, just – Super like and it, the headbanger is the perfect. It's definitely super nodding your head music, and so like yeah, the headbanger, bro. Love, love, I love that song, bro. Love you bring some stuff like I'm like I gotta like go back in the basement to like remember what. As, as you can see, guys, like like I said, you know we not like no like I, scenario. May, you know like I, I'm not gonna mention scenario. I'm not gonna mention some of the more popular ones because I feel like everybody knows those. So a lot of the ones that you see that we're printing are probably things like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that one. So yeah. as we bring to the table, you know what I'm saying? We may throw a popular one out there, but this this, this is what we're on right now. Got you, got you. Well, I'm going to go uh, down south right quick. Oh, you know, that's always a good thing. Let's go. You know what I mean? So I got for you, I'm so hood. You know what I mean? I knew a Khaled song was going to get mentioned. I, was, I just didn't know which one. I was like, which? Because I know you. I know a cat. I know you can put on for your boy. You know, we the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at this one. The, the original or the remix? The original or the remix? So the, the original, because they had all Florida dudes on the original. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you go for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. Now, granted, um, Cali, you know, has deep Miami roots and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, he's he Florida enough. He Miami yeah. enough, though. He you know. Miami. Um, but the reason why I love this song, yes, it's a great posse cut. It's just, you know, when the song just resonates, it's kind of like, you know, how Jimmy Butler makes sense with the Miami Heat. Yes. I'm so hood. It's kind of like that's right. I am so hood. I know it could follow tropes and stuff like that, but it's just kind of like if I was so that, oh, yeah, I'm so hood. You know what I'm saying? I wear my pants below my waist and stuff like that. I'm so hood. It's just this. You felt that a song really embodied the I'm so hood presence. And T Pain was T Pain was at Magneto level at that time. He could do no wrong, and he was perfect for the hook. And so Ply stole the song though. I don't care. Ply stole the song. See, let's get into this. Okay. Okay. Because you, you brought up two good things. I felt that T Pain for one, because every rapper really did their thing, but T Pain for one, that hook, everybody remembers that hook. It's one of the most memorable things about the line. But Ply's had the most swag throughout the whole more than anybody. You know what I mean? He just, his so his showmanship wasn't verbose, but he was just oozing just star potential yeah. throughout that whole thing, man, throughout his verse, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm so hooked. Uh, great song, great video. You got your boy's trick in the mix and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, Plies up in there. Gosh, I'm losing somebody else in my mind. I can't. Rick Ross? Ross. Because, uh, yeah, Trick, Ross, and Plies. And Plies. And, 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 and Pain. And Pain. So, yeah, man, great song right there. That's my down south, my down south version of the Posse Cut, man, coming through. All right, since you're going to do down south, I'm going to do down south. So, okay. I, so I'm not going to go to Georgia right now. I'm actually going to go to Texas. Uh-oh. And I'm going to drop, I'm going to just do the hook real quick. And when I say this hook, some emotions about to come out. <clears throat> I want to be a baller, shot caller, 20 years, all the ill Paula. What? <laughs> yo, yo, the definition, like, so... So it's crazy because this was an introduction to me to a different side of Texas rap because I thought I was a Texas rap per you know what I'm saying because I'm I'm on I'm on ghetto boys I'm on face like I'm I'm a face dude you know ghetto boys and of course I am UGK alumni as well but I wasn't really into the screw stuff as much and so I wasn't if I since I wasn't with the screw stuff I wasn't used to those artists associated with screw like Fat Pat like Big Mellow, like Hulk, like Young Star, um, like Kiki, um, and, and, and some of those other raps. So this introduced, even though this wasn't a screw, this wasn't a screw song, it introduced me to um uh, some of those other incredibly prolific MCs coming out of the Houston area. It's funny because this is uh Lil Troy's song. Lil Troy is nowhere near the song. <laughs> Like he, I thought LaTroy did the hook his whole like for years. Like, oh, he must be doing the hook. I like, no, he's not. No, no, no. He just he's like Dr. Dre ish a little bit. Like this is his compilation album, and 
it was just a really incredible song. And it also was incredible because it gave me some new styles. Mm. Like I said, I knew how Scarface rapped. I knew how Pun and Pimp rapped. I knew how Willie D rapped. Like, there was a different level of twang yeah. with this song. Everybody had their unique diction and flow, like young star, like the, the way stars are going. I'm a baller, I'm a 20 inch crawler, laced up and parlor, diamond rock waller, octane holler, I'm a leader, not a follower. Whoa. Whoa. I'm already like, is that little, remember, for the, like, who is, is he little Troy? Who is little Troy? It was this guy. You know, like this young star. And like, then you got Fat Pat who, who had died. And his brother actually did his verse in the video. Like Fat Pat was already, already been murdered, and you know Fat Pat is mostly associated with another quick positive that I go into, which is Twenty Five Lights on My Dresser. And Fat Pat's known from that. I, yeah, I got the Twenty Five Lights in there too. Twenty Five Lights on My Dresser, yes sir. Yes sir. I got to get paid like that. That that hook, which comes from an MJG song, and that's it's actually an MJG lyric. Mm. The, the underrated MJG that that has been used in so many hip hop songs. And yo, if you want a good laugh though, look up ZZ Top, Twenty Five Lighters. ZZ Top redid Twenty Five Lighters. Yes, I'm not joking. There's a video and everything. ZZ Top, yes, the, the dudes with the beards and the hats that do rock, they remade Twenty Five Lighters. Oh, I gotta check this out. And look, is... if you want to take a pause right now <laughs> to listen to it and come back, I'm not mad. But it is incredible, and they are really doing 25 lighters, 25. What is, what is it? 25 lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. I got to get paid. Like they 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 slow it out. It's dope. I'm not gonna go fret. It's, I didn't know this. You are dropping jewels right now, bro. Yeah, ZZ Top 25 lighters is dope. <laughs> wow. I need to do that. I need to figure out some way to interpret do something with that. Uh, but yeah, ZZ Top 25 lighters, which is of course based on the posse cut, DJ DMD featuring the legendary Fat Pat and Lil Kiki 25 lighters. Nice. So I know I snuck two in right there. But That's yeah. all good, man. I like yeah. listen. Those are two tracks that I grew up faithfully down in Miami with. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the first time you heard both of them was like, this is different. Yes. It was a very different feel and definitely got me more into, because of that, I got way more into the Houston rap that was not UGK and Scarface and got into Paul and, and Chameleonaire and Thug. And, um, and I, said, I already said Kiki. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, got into it. I still bought a tray and zero. Oh my gosh, zero! Like, yeah, so that incredible, incredible MCs. See, Turn it back up for you. <laughs> so now, because it's funny that you bring up Houston, because it totally, because I didn't even have this on my list. It brings up still tipping on four foes. Oh, yes, <laughs> another. That's just one of the other songs you like. This is not. This is different. Yeah. That was a moment. Four Foes hit us hard in college. I think it came out in college. I wanted, I didn't even know what, I didn't even know what 80 Foes were. And then I saw it in the world, I was like, wait a minute. Like, you got extended spokes on your cars? 
Houston. You know what I mean? Like we were all saying it wrong. Like what are four foes? Like oh, eighty foes, swangers. First time I saw swangers in person in Texas, I was like, though, like how are you? They they remind me of the chariot races where people put those extended things. Like I was like, how are you not killing other people's cars like on this highway? This is so dangerous. You see, they they were like they outlawing swangers. I'm like, good. <laughs> Could kill somebody. They really introduced us to the whole world of Houston that we knew nothing about. Yeah, because Scarface wasn't really talking about that type of stuff. Like, he was talking about what he talked about. And even though Pimp and Bun were, it Mm. wasn't as heavy yet in their rhymes. And so it was different, like, this infatuation with Candy Pate and Wood wood Wheels and Fifth Grill, the Fifth Wheel Grill. Like, Like, oh, you literally put the wheel... You have an extra wheel on your car. Oh. Okay. And you literally are flipping screens and you really have a light show in your trunk. That's not just a lyric. You just flipped up your trunk and you have neon lights in your trunk of your car. Yep. You when you say you sit that you got glass in your trunk, you're saying that your speakers are in place, enclosed in a see-through glass compartment. We I, I look at Atlanta different because I just thought Atlanta was the king of like stunting. Like I'm like, oh Atlanta, Miami, maybe New Orleans. I like, no, we are not stunting. Miami, Atlanta, Memphis. We ain't got nothing on Houston. Houston on some other level. Houston is some out of this world stuff. I, yeah, with their cars. Especially with their cars. Most death. Most death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a good one. Yeah, so you brought that up. I, I, you know, we're going all out of order right now, so I don't know if you doesn't matter. Go. Keep, no, do you keep going? Keep, keep, you keep going. All right, I'm gonna take it up to New York City then. Okay, we okay. I knew we can do some gritty stuff. I was about to, I'm about to make a transition to New York too, probably. So this is a remix, and it's one of the few times where the remix is better than the original. Okay. Um, and so it's a it's a label song. I think I know where you're going. I don't want to guess it though. Here it is. Flavor in your ear. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) The introduction to Biggie for a lot of us. Yeah. (sighs) Let's go. Let's let's talk about it, bro. Talk about it. So so first of all, you gotta love Puffy, right? You gotta love Puffy. Yeah, for this anyway. (laughs) The 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 bottles at the beginning, even though he took that from a movie, is still outsiders. Yeah, yeah. It's like bad boys come out and out and play, play, and then mm, mm. so first of all, you got just the oozing of just cool with Puffy, and how you gonna let Biggie start you off, dog? I keep telling you about first verses. People be sleeping on that first verse. So when Notorious B.I.G. starts off a song, and he. It's kind of like he hits a home run. Abysmal foes. I got more guns than roses. Vamoose, you whack to me. Take them rounds back to the factory. I see. And then the one. And the whack lyrics and shit is depressing. Please forget it. <laughs> and a line that I'm always repeating a lot not from Houston, but I rap a lot. And <sighs> the gadala. Bruh, this verse killed me 
when I heard it. Craig Mack stopped being the most important thing on the label that day. Mm. It'd be like, rest in peace to Craig Mack. But most when that verse dropped, he automatically went from from the from the leading score to yeah. To be honest with you, I'm not going to rate his verse, but most memorable, he probably Craig Mack was probably the least memorable person on that song. He was. He was. You know, and again, I'm not talking about the technicality of the verse. No, I'm no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I, 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 yeah. There was just too many personalities on the song. Too many superstars on the song, first of all. Because then LL, whose verse, which you may be like, huh, but his machismo swag just oozed through the song. I hated his verse growing up. Really? This first. You did? It's a cuda, barracuda. What are you talking about, Hell? What are you doing? Now I like it. Because I get it, what you just said, the machismo, the, 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 no, we didn't call it swag back then. But it's like, you got to be dope to say some stuff like that and, it, and be okay with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hollis to Hollywood. Oh, come on now, dog. Yeah, yeah. But, but when I was younger, I was like, what is LL doing? Did he know that Biggie and Buster won this song? Did he know? Like, oh. I, I wanted, I wanted, Mama said, knock you out, L. This is, I'm that type of guy, L. I don't want, I, I don't want, I, I don't want that L. I don't want, she got a big old butt L. <laughs> I want four, three, two, one L on this song. But, oh my God. but still, but still, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a memorable verse, yes. Yeah. So uh, that forever for me <laughs> will be one of my greatest posse cuts. You're not gonna bring um, up Buster. You gotta bring up Buster, bro. You gotta bring up okay. Buster. Before we bring up Buster, right. I was like, Rampage is on this song. Oh snap! But I think Rampage came correct. Did you forget he was on the song? Or? You know, it's just kind of like one of those things. You always think Biggie, Buster, LL. You're just like, oh yeah, that's right, Rampage. But then you like Rampage also came through. He did his thing on the song. Yes, and so like again, he he again he was better, he was more memorable than Craig Mack. Craig Mack had the least memorable verse on the song by far. It's not even that's gotta be so also two more things. One, it's like damn, Rampage was pretty high energy. What happened to Rampage? And then two, I gotta give L we gotta have an LL podcast. Yeah, we we got 14 albums, we can talk about him all day, yeah. <laughs> uh, LL is, yeah, let's, let's I just, I'll just wait to talk about it a different day. What's it? And then Buster, you know, Buster was always kind of like his scenario self. You know what I'm saying? Like he came through. Yo, yo, little flavors in your ear. <laughs> so I read an interview that LL actually wanted his verse to be last. And it was a little bit of contention that his verse wasn't going last. And that I don't know who taught them was like, yo, like, I don't know if you heard Buster Verse, he has to go live. So LL, if you even notice a lot of his, his songs he does, he wants to go last a lot. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, he had that type of thing. But I thought about it like, if his, the last verse, saw that the last words of that song would have been, Electrocuta Barracuda, I'm here to bring the drama, that wouldn't have been a good way to end that song. It no, it weird. would not. No, Buster blew up, closed the door. Padlocked it and then burnt the, the door down. Like, Pretty no, Buster had to go last. Agreed. 
I no, that song, that song was synchro. It, it sucks that Craig Mack went second, though. It's crazy. Like, he didn't go last. He didn't go first. It's the thing that you got in the middle, and it's just – it's interesting. I, yeah, it, it's tough. It, it's tough to follow Biggie after – Yeah, he probably should have went third after Rampage or something because Biggie's verse was just perfection. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's, it's Craig Mack's song. <laughs> oh, yeah. R.I.P. to Craig Mack, though. Real talk. Yeah, what you got, dog? All right. Okay, so well, you know you just you just you just took us to New York. So I'm actually gonna do a newer song. Oh, a newer song, and this this song is called this song features Kendrick Lamar, Joy Badass, Yellow Wolf, Action Bronson, Danny Brown, Big Crit. And it's actually a ASAP Rocky song. It's called One Train. And it's a just very New York like beat. You know, no hook. And it's just these cats knew that they were competing against each other. Really? They knew. Like ASAP, ASAP, this is ASAP Rocky's first major album. He wanted to get a bunch of the young guns on one song. And if you want to just have an argument with somebody, like, listen to this song and, and try to figure out who did the best verse. Like, everybody. Some more than others. But I tell you, everybody did it. Like, and but I'm going to say this. Similar to Craig Mack. ASAP not in the top four or five verses on the song. And like at all. Like, and I, I but I just said he brought it, right? His verse is good. Let me put it out. His verse is good. But um, yeah, he went first. And like, so he goes first, then Kendrick goes after. And he's like, oh, Kendrick is dope. Like Kendrick, Kendrick does his Kendrick thing. But then Joey Badass, because he's like, dang, I think Joey might have got Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Then Yellow Wolf to me just you always, all up. You always carry that Yellow Wolf banner. I do. I do. I wanted the people still on the train, bro. I, I am still there. He's just, you know, I guess he disappointed me, but some of his personal stuff he's put out about some things definitely like took me a different way. He needs mm. to apologize for a lot of it, uh, which takes a lot. But, like, I definitely was close to swearing him off for some political stuff that he was into. And um, we talk about it on another cast, another uh, podcast. But, yeah, man. But, but like, I mean, I, I'm going to do just a quick – I cannot wrap this fast. But this is, this, is, this is Yellow Wolf. When you mention my name amongst other white rappers, or for that matter, any fucking rapper, fuck it, painter, skater, musician, trailer, park, dirt, dick, Digit burger flipping, eat, sleep, shitting human being. You will be in trouble to double, to body double or couple me to these other, because comparatively speaking, my reach is beyond the bubble that they put me in. My vision's beyond the hubbles I huddle with new beings, new beginning again. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I'm like, Yellow Wolf got it. Now I'm like, Yellow Wolf has it. Yellow Wolf has it. Then Danny Brown comes in. And Danny is the super like red man ish. Type of humor thing going on. We the different color like the hood rats bought bra and panties. 
And my flow be overhead like pots and pans and pantries. Ain't because I'm high like Michael Jackson, Penny Loafers, moonwalking on the sun, barefoot with shades on. Your bitch pussy smell like a penguin. Like, what does that even, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? So you, you, so now I'm like, okay, 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 Danny, now Danny. You know, and then Bronson comes in and his verse is not as good as the one. So I'm still like, okay, maybe Danny, Yella, you know, and then Crit just comes in and just decides to put a flamethrower on the whole song. You know what, Crit, when Crit gets on a posse track, I feel like he takes it personal. He does. He has said this multiple times. And ASAP said, the ASAP, when they asked ASAP, like, who had the best verse, he was like, it was Crit. He like, I asked Crit for a simple 16. I got his verse. I was just like, what the hell is this? He's going last. <laughs> like, yeah, this is going last. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, oh, my gosh. You know, like, like just, it, just, it, it is just everything he is because he's still in this, I'm a Southern rapper. I'm not getting, he knew that Kendrick was on this song. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He knew that these big time, some of them weren't big time yet, but he definitely knew this was Kendrick and ASAP. Okay, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to get in here and, and Joey, who who considers these three big time, right? I'm just going to go in here and spaz. It, 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 it is just, it's just an incredible, you know, you know, I definitely hope everybody listens to it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I, it just, B.B. King saw the king in me, so why can't you? In order to come up close, you're going to have to dig up Cash and Elvis too. Like, he's just, come on, bro. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So, yeah, yeah, definitely underrated. A song that no one ever mentions. I don't know why. Maybe should have made a video, One Train, featuring the newer generation of MCs, not named Cole and maybe Sean. But other than that, like, it, it, this was this was uh, 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 a murderer's row of, of new age MCs killing it. Bro, so, you dropped a gem right there. Like, now, yeah. like, you're, you're dropping some major jewels that I got to, like, go No, you dropping some, what are you talking about? You dropping some, some fire. <laughs> like, this, this, is, this, is a, this is a great conversation. And like wow. I said, I like the fact that we're not mentioning some of the more obvious ones. Like we're doing some some real digging in the crates, as they say. Most deaf, most deaf. All right. All right. Let's see what I got up in the mix right now. Okay. All right. Oh, it, it, this is so tough. Okay, so. How many more are we trying to do a piece? So, right. I, so I know. I say let's just do two more pieces each. Okay, after you go two more. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this is going to be the start of my two more, right? No, nah, I, I, I went first, so you have three more. Okay. So you gotcha. have this one and two after this. All right, then. All right, then. So, oh, this is a tough one. Gosh. I know. I'm trying to figure out what last two of mine are going to be. It's rough. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so, so I'm going to bring one from my memory just back growing up. This was a super fun one for me. Okay. Um, just because I felt like the MCs were just having a lot of fun, and I feel like it's going to come up in another topic that we have later on in the podcast of what I wish some female MCs would do, but it's ladies' night. Thank you. Yes. I was hoping. Yo, okay, so I'm going to do that one now. <laughs> Great. Ladies' night was such a fun song. Incredible. Incredible. And, like, you didn't really have, like, all of the top MCs, but, like, 
you had a good, you had a fun mix. You had Left Eye, Little Kim, Angie Martinez. People hate on her verse, but I liked her verse. She's a DJ. She was a radio personality. I thought her stuff was dope. I thought her verse was cool. I, was it is? I mean, she's not the other MC. She's not a, you know what I mean? Right. I thought it was dope. I thought it set the tone. I thought it was fun. Yeah. yeah I'm, uh, people just hated on her. No, nah, she was fine. Missy Elliott, of course, Missy Elliott gonna bring fun to the mix. You know? Yes. So it was just, every time I hear that song, it just lifted my spirit. It's just kind of, all right, we about to have a good time. Let's do this. This is baby's night, and I feel all we played, right. We played in the marching band in my high school. That was one of our marching band songs. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. We played black music at our marching band. We were one of them schools. Word up. So, yo, man, shout out to Ladies Night with a posse cut, the female posse. Yeah, everybody did their thing on that, too. And then the video was even better because yeah. the video had, like, other... Because, like, Mary J. Blige, I think Changing Face was in the video. I think Changing Face was in the video. So, it even, even had more, you know, lady, you know, black, 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 black woman energy in the video. And it was just dope, man. Brad, I mean, and it was dope. They had a, they had a very good MTV awards um, performance of it, too. Mm. Which is real dope. I wonder, back when people still watched MTV Awards, and um, nah, man, like I'm with you. That I, that was one of the ones on my list. Like, man, like, hey, do I want to do that? So yeah, you saved me. You saved me. From <laughs> now I gotta re recalibrate. And, and once again, you you showing you showing love to the ladies. I'm gonna show the love to the ladies too, though. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the ones I want to talk about because I know you know we need to wrap it up. So I want to switch to another. From the same soundtrack, the Panther soundtrack I talked about earlier, there's a there is a underrated gem that I don't know why people don't talk about it. Then there's two versions, so I'll talk about both versions very quickly. It's called Freedom, and there's two versions. There's a R&B version and a rap version. On the rap version, this is who this song song has on it: Salt and Pepper. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, MC Light, Queen Latifah. Oh. Patra. Whoa! Michelle D'Ancello. I know I pronounced her name wrong, but you know the boss used to play the guitar. Yeah, I'm calling no her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we saw her live. We actually saw her live in concert when we went to, remember when we came up to Maryland? Oh yeah, that's right. Was one of the people that the soul, the soul yeah. and um and I'm very underrated, but um Lady MC named by the name of Nefertiti from the Five Footers. Like this is a call to arms of female of Lady MCs talking about pretty much what we talk about now. This song come out today. It's about social justice, and it's just super super dope. And people don't talk about it, and it hurts. Like. Like everybody raps, it's a black, but then there's a RB version. This is on the RB version. Go ahead. Aaliyah. Brownstone. Oh. Vanessa Williams. Um Monica. Um, I'm missing some obvious people. I want to make sure I don't leave people out. Brandy's on the song too, I think. Who's on the freedom? Yeah, man. So it's just so they there's a like I said there's a rap version, and there's a um, and there's a 
a um yeah, there's a there's a there's a rap version and an R and B version, and both are just super 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 dope. And so yeah, and it's called Freedom. Look it up on YouTube. Incredible. TLC, all of TLC also is also on the, the R and B song. I left out a lot of good people. That I just oh, there's a mosh pit dude up in that piece. Yeah. Oh, you see it? Oh, you see it? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Oh uh, yeah, you and it's like name. it's like it's super dope and um. You know, we talked about R&B posse because that's a legendary R&B posse cut. And there's a male version of a different soundtrack called um, You Will Know. And it has like, I'm going to say this person's name. He was, we didn't know what we knew now, but, you know, we know what we know now. But it's R. Kelly, D'Angelo, Boys the Men, Tevin Campbell, Albie Shore, Aaron Hall, Gerald LaVert, um, Mint Condition, so like they wow. so like like though you will know it's called by Black Men United. All the proceeds from that song I think went to like some um like um some efforts to help out our brothers and sisters out there in the struggling communities. So yeah, man. So yeah, so but so I just snuck in three right there. But yeah, but freedom, <laughs> freedom, freedom from the Black Panther soundtrack. Super dope cut. And and every lady freaking rips it. Woo! They rip it. Right. Listen, boy. Talk about crate digging right now. Um, we, we we are crate digging. For sure. The last one is not going to be a surprise, though. Uh, the last one is not going to be a crate digger. All right. But. This this is tough for me for my two ones. So I'm going to try, you know what? I'll bring up this one. I shot you. I'm so, see, once again, you keep saving me by stuff I did not. Yes. Yes. Good gracious, yes. Please talk. I'm just going to sit back. So this is one of those songs. No hook. Straight rhyming. People coming with it. Fat Joe came, comes through with a line. Comes Best verse of his whole life. My gosh. I re-listened to this, and I'm just like, Fat Joe, Petey Crap, what? Like, he put that bug in flames, dog. And, and he's no, Keith Murray was the one who started it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he had, had a verse on that thing. Yeah. You know? But then your boy Fat Joe came through it, and he incinerated that thing. Prodigy still came through with the verse. Foxy was the the least, you know, she... She was 15, though. She was 15 in the time? She was 15 with that verse. Whoa! So that puts in a different perspective to me. Okay, it makes more sense L, now. LL said that when he heard her verse, he was like, what just happened? LL said that when he heard Foxy's verse, he just was like, what, what was that? Like, he was in shock over it. Got you. Yeah. I will say this. I love competitive LL. That's you what know? I'm saying! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I love... Like, he just came through, like, do you know who I am? He was dissing multiple cats on that verse, too. Really? Was he now? I don't no. know who specifically. I know he was dissing no, somebody. No, he was dissing one person in particular. I'm going to let you finish, and I'm going to tell you who he was dissing. He, 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 he said three people you dissed or in the start, you know. Okay. So, I think one was Kane. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. No, he won't. No part of Kane. Nobody okay. was part of Kane. No, no. There's only one person that could diss Kane. That's Rakim. No, no. That's mm. not who 
Who did he diss? Because I don't remember. I just remember his just intensity. I, I, I diss. I diss. Mo D. Mo D. My bad. Mo D. Mo D. Hammer and Ice T's girls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He did. But think about what he says in the song. I want you to just really think about what he says. He's dissing a very particular person in this song. And that particular person dissed him back later, but it did not get any press. I won't, okay, I'm going to bring up the lyrics. And I'm yeah. just going to see if you can think about who he is dissing. Let's I want to make deep, sure I say it right. A deep dive into his lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will do. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, is this the? It's not the right version. Oh, oh, it's the remix. I'm like, that's not. That's not the. I'm like, I, I shot your remix. I'm trying to figure out who was in that. I shot your remix. No, no, no. This is that is the I shot your remix. Okay. If you go to the album, there's a version called I shot you that is only LL on. Okay. Got the you. one we hear made the video is a remix. Okay. All right. Okay. That's real. What's up with the I shot you deal? Light shit, nigga slip. Now how the bullet feel? New York will peel. In LA, they gang bang. But if you touch a mic, your motherfucking ass hang. That's facts. Niggas don't receive no type of slack. Because if they do, the ass is always running back. Not this time, but next time, I'm going to name names. Wait, 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 wait. wait. New York going? will peel. I want you to think about what was happening during this time. Because I'm trying to figure out when was I shot you released? Because... 1990... When did... uh? uh let me see. When did Mr. Smith come out? I want to say 95, but I want to make sure. When did... Mr. Smith release. Oh, I looked up something I didn't want to look up. <laughs> I looked up when the Mr. Smith belief in the movie came. 95. 95. 95, sorry. Yeah, 95. So, New York will peel. In LA, they game bang. But if you put put up, but if you get on the mic, yo, looking ass hang. So, 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 no, he, you don't think he's talking about Pac, is he? It's exactly who he was talking about. Exactly who he was talking about. Yes. Yes. See, also, I'll remind you, what was the name of the song that Biggie put out that LL, that Pac was so upset? <laughs> we dropped knowledge on the Frito and Willie show. Oh snap, who shot you? I shot you. Now look, maybe this is all coincidence, but it's not. Yes. Yo, LL Wildin' dog. <laughs> he is, man. He, he was super wildin'. He was super wildin', bro. He was super wildin'. I remember my cousin bringing this up because I, I was a little, I was, I was what, 13? And so uh, my cousin brought it up. I remember when the song came out. He's like older than me. He's like three years older than me, my cousin Tyree. He was like, 
LL be talking greasy. I didn't know what he was talking about. He's like, man, New York, you be talking greasy about these records. I was like, what is he talking about? And I was like, like you hit us, like you thought you was in the route. I was just, I'm like, oh my God, he's talking about Bob. He's like, yeah, he's talking about Bob. Come on, it's obvious what he's talking about. Pocket just got shot. New York will peel. But then LA, they gang bang. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, stay where you at. Okay, so again, I don't want to touch on that. Oh, okay. So this is why I think this happened. This is Willie's theory. Okay. If you listen to the song Old School by Pac, which is on what's the album is that on? I think it's on Me Against the World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's on Me Against the World. And so he sort of disses Pac first. I mean, he sort of disses LL first. You know, so in the first verse, he goes, I remember, because it's pretty much like Pac going through like all these old school artists that he still like holds dear. And he goes, I remember Mr. Magic Flash, Grandmaster Castle, LL Racing Hell, but that didn't last. And that's something LL's very, very sensitive about was the fact that. LL started off being like bad and you know big and deafer, but he started to realize that I need love and I'm that type of guy. Those type of songs were the ones that were really getting him the real MHL play. And a lot of a lot of rappers didn't really like that. I definitely had cousins that jumped off the LL train when it seemed like he was gonna be more R and B ish than than four three two one. You know what I mean? And so yeah. So that's what I was gonna bring up because I was like, this dude has maneuvered lovey dovey R&B to hard grittiness so well to sitcom TV. Like, you got to respect dude on how he maneuvers in and out. Like, how... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's played the game probably the best. Oh, listen, I think about it in its totality, but that's why when I was going down this thing of, like, listening to songs, I'm like, LL is just... His career is amazing. You have he okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say it like this. He's kind of like LeBron James of hip hop. Only reason I can't say he's not LeBron James that I don't I think, and this is no diss to LL, but I think he stopped winning titles in hip hop a very, very long time ago. Mm. And he definitely won titles in other areas of his life. Mm-hmm. But LL doesn't has not made for him to be as great as MC as he is. Um, it's amazing that he doesn't. Other than radio, you know what? Somebody's gonna argue with me and say that Mama said knock you out or Mister Smith for classic albums, but they're not in the same level of classic that we give Jay Z's multiple disputed classics or Biggie's two disputed, you know, almost undisputed classics. Right. Um, or Nas's, you know what I mean? He's not, for him to be on that level, seen as those artists, like, I think if you were, like, listening to top 10 albums of these four people, I don't think there's an LL Cool J album in that top 10. And that that's rough to say. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I'll pick an LL Cool J album over Illmatic or Stillmatic, 
or Reasonable Doubt or the Black Album or Blueprint or Biggie's two albums. So now you're like, maybe it's the eighth or ninth best album. Then it's like, uh, is it better? Would I pick that over American Gangster? Would I pick that over Godson? I don't know. Oh, I'm not picking over it, it was written. So now it's like, mm, you know what I mean? For him to be a GOAT level MC, and I didn't even talk about Rakim. And yeah, and then you throw like somebody like Rakim in there, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. All right. Who came on in, man? That's, that's, that's good. I, I like this. I like this combo. Yeah. Well, we'll get into your last song. What you got for your last song? So, the last song is, is going to be the one that is a mainstream. It's a mainstream song. Okay. That's cool. Um, super mainstream. Uh-oh. Um, got nominated for a Grammy. Should have won. Still pissed off but didn't win. Uh-oh. It is the song that is recited at multiple black weddings. Multiple black weddings. I think I know where you, you go. You saw me at my situation. You saw me act a fool to this song. It has the arguably representation from the three greatest Southern hip hop groups ever. Production by Three Six Mafia. Guest appearances by Outkast. And of course, it's featured on a UGK album and it's International Players Anthem. International Player is my favorite collaboration posse cut of all time because it does everything that a posse cut can do. Number one, the verses are freaking incredible. And they're so incredible, they stand out as unique verses. Mm. If you listen to the song, DJ Paul even programmed that way, knows that the beat changes on everybody's verse. Oh. Because Paul wanted it to be that way. Hmm. So that's number so it has multiple incredible lines. And like if you don't know what I'm talking about, just I don't know what to say. But the way 3000 comes in with you know just the minimalist beat and just comes in and sets the stage that a wedding is happening and that. You know, it's just incredible how the song happens. And then Pimp C comes in with the total opposite of all that. The total opposite. He's on his pimp shit. You know what I'm right. saying? And then you got Bun B, who's back on the pimp shit. You know what I'm saying? Baby, you've been rolling solo time to get down with the team because it's greener on the other side. You know what I mean? Like, nope. There is not a wasted line in the whole song. Every line is incredible. And then you got Big Boy who comes back to the wedding shit and pretty much completes the story. It, it feels like a conversation. It really felt like you got the brother who's about to get married and you got the two knucklehead cousins that are like, man, I'm still in the game, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you got... The experienced guy who been married for like five, ten years, like, hey man, look, know what you're doing. I'm just saying, know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Going raw from the giddy up, you're gonna be picking up the kids up with that child support. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is a perfect song. The sample is incredible. Shout out to Willie Hutch, the Mac, and little the backstory on that. The only reason that song happened is because of one person. Project freaking Pat. Pimp was locked up, and there's a song called Choose You, where Project Pat literally has the exact same sample. 
And of course, that means it was produced by who? Paul and Jay. So Pimp is in jail. And he is asking people like, oh my gosh, I know Choose You was killing the radio. And people are like, nah, it's not really getting played. He contacts Paul and Juice, Paul, and goes, hey, when I got out of jail, I want the reels. I want that. Don't touch the beat. I want that beat. And so if you buy the album, the original version is not Outcast on the song. It's Juice and Paul. So the original Choose You is actually Juice Paul New GK because Paul was like, okay, I'll put some verses on it for you. All right? The rec I guess the record label hears it and was like, this is something bigger than what it should be. I like Juice and Paul. You need to get Outcast on this. And they do. And Paul and Juice, like, we don't care. We just want to be a part of this. Like, and I, this is a crazy moment. We got the three of the biggest rap groups of all time. South, let's, let's do this. That's why the video was due. That's why Paul and Juice have big parts in the video. Like, it is such an incredible moment. The video is the best, is the, my second favorite video of all time. It's hilarious how they did it with the wedding and everything. And like I said, I've been to so many black weddings, including my own, where that song has to get played. I and played it at my wedding. You played it? You played it? Yeah, Frank, you played it at yours, too. Yeah. Curtis played it at his. Song. Curtis played it at his. Um, multiple guys I, I've known, you know, have played it at theirs. And so, yeah. So, for me, it is – it's competitive. You can tell the cast took it seriously. Beat's incredible. It's fun. You can play that anywhere. Like, that song is going to be – I, I think it's I think it's on the short list of some of the one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time. Listen, yeah. when you make a compilation of great Andre verses, that song is It's on the list. It's in the top three or four. Yeah. But it's like everybody else got a verse too. Like I, that's why I did Bun's verse. I think Bun's verse doesn't get talked about a lot. But like his verse is incredible. And you know, I also personally, this is pretty much Pimp's last, you know, real public you know, mainstream situation before he passed. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, and I'm glad that he had that moment before he passed that he was able to experience like how big that song was. So, Most yeah. And there's a player's anthem for me. Like, yeah. So I'm turning over to you, about to close us out. Oh boy, you made this kind of hard for me. That was a great <laughs> ending right there. All right. So I'm just going to make the choice. Ah. Uh. This is a tough one. So, uh, I know you got some heat. That's why I'm I'm, I'm anticipating this. Uh, all right. So, I already did. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to Kanye. Really? Yes. Oh dear. I know what you' about to do. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna say Monster, man. Okay. I'm gonna say Monster. I I did not see this coming. Okay. Okay. All right. You know. Because it was just so much spy, you know what I mean? I'm just like, ah. No, no, this is not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. I, I, not a bad choice. And a huge song. Oh, my gosh, a huge song. So, first of all, uh, Nikki cleaned up and killed it. Outstanding. This is how you want a new artist to, to get themselves out there. Right. This, I'll be real with you. This this made her a star. Yes. Period. I don't care what anybody said. This this is the most important verse of her career. It's not close. Yeah. Because you have to understand, like, this gave her credibility. 
It gave her respect. You know what I'm saying? It earned her all that stuff with Monster. I'm surprised. I'll be honest with you. I'm Because, yeah, Jay is on the song. Rick Ross is on the song. Kanye is on the song. You have three of the top five biggest rappers at that time. The other two bigger rappers were on her label, Drake and Wayne. She literally had, yeah, this is huge. It's ridiculous. So I don't know if it was because Kanye was just like, yo, we leaving this verse in and it's going to be last. I don't know if people like wanted to redo their verse or whatever, or because Kanye has themes and theatrics and everybody played to their theatrics very well the song is just kind of like this creepy horror oh yeah horror yeah, 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 yeah 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 you know and so um and everybody voice lynn perfectly rick ross's voice was laid on the track beautifully you know it was a very short verse like we do like five six bars and it, it was wasn't perfect. long at all but i yeah. feel like he was kind of like a hitchcocky um the intro yeah. the build up the build up. Exactly, exactly. And you know, and then Jay-Z came with a with a bit of eeriness into it. Naming and the monsters. Yeah. Exactly. And then Nikki was just the like psychopath who just killed everybody. You know, she was the monster. And she was she the monster in the song. Decimated the song. Yes. yes. You know? So that's why it's one of like the best, one of the best posse songs to me because the theme, the concept, the yeah. execution of it. The moment, the moment. Yeah. And of course, Kanye produced it very yeah. well as he always does. Yes. Monster for me was one of those things. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that for me hit home, man. Monster did it. Yeah, yeah. It, made, it, it made, cause I think you know, I, I I don't know if we were talking about it at the time, but I've been bumping Nikki for a while before that. I, I had uh, the the Playtime is over mixtape, and um, I really was following her stuff, and I was concerned. Even though this is what she wanted later, it's very important. It's what she wanted later. I was very concerned she was about to get put in the sexy girl who raps a little bit box mm. and so i was very proud of her for getting on this and realizing the moment like i am about to get on kanye west's album and jay and rick ross are on this song um this is gonna be a big moment i'm gonna be the lady mc on here and she lauren hilled it and i was very proud of her um it gave her ridiculous credibility i mean i can admit i don't rate this song that high for me mm -hmm. but i rank the moment high because okay. i think it's very very important that if she would have been skunk she wouldn't have been on the song yeah that's number one kanye doesn't do that like she wouldn't have been on the song but she was so good kanye couldn't slide to the slider either it's like oh crap we just she, she's the showcase right what it is like, it's what it is. This is the Nas live at the barbecue moment, where it's like, this is third base of song, but everybody's going to be talking about Nas. And I felt like, that's what I felt. I felt like she Nazed this song. Because mm. I remember after live at the barbecue, about who's this young cat Nas? Who's Nas? Who's Nas? Who's Nas? I know this is third base of song, but who's Nas? Who's, you know, so it became, who's Nikki? Who's Nikki? Who's Nikki? She's rapping. She can rap. She can rap. She doesn't look good. She can rip, 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 rap. And so, nah, nah, I think this is a great, 
that's a great addition. Um, you know, this is when I was starting to wane on a couple of the artists that we named um, in this song. But no, no, this is a very important song and literally a career defining and career changing song for Nikki. Most deaf. And so, and speaking dope. about Nikki, they kind of just kind of trans just kind of transitions over to our other topic about um who are MCs that we would like to see together you know what I'm saying kind of like that dream team type thing okay okay so I don't really have a dream team but something I wish for that I feel like whether you agree with a constant or not mm. why don't we have a Nikki Remy Ma um your girl, uh, gosh, the other one, the other popping one, I can't believe I forgot. Ah, uh, talking about WAP? No, yeah, from yeah, the other girl from WAP. Gosh, Megan Thee Stallion, so Cardi Meg, B, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, City Girls. You know why? <clears throat> what are you talking about? You, 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 you know why? If you know. More than three females. If you ever been in a room with three women at the same time, you know the quick no downs. And, and and look, this is not really being misogynistic, anything. Like it's it's just like we saw with Kim and you know, like we, we talked about ladies not early. You know who was not on that song? Foxy Brown was not on that song. <laughs> no, yeah, like no, like like the a lot of it is the media. Who a lot of it's the media. But a lot of it is just like this, this selling that there can only be one bad B at one time situation. And no, 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 no. That will like, never happen. I feel like the fan. Even with motorsport, even when motorsport happened, it was a con job. Nikki didn't even know what was happening. The motorsport song with Migos and Cardi. Yeah, and, and, I know. Yeah. Nikki didn't even know Cardi was going to be on the song. She didn't know. She had no idea. A lot of people thought that she was sort of dissing Cardi on the song because she didn't know Cardi was going to be on the song. They're still not cool. I, I, I think Nikki took the 50 Cent personality. Uh... And now 50 just did all, and we're going to talk about this in the pod. This is a great pod to have, how 50 literally hurt New York rap by going out of his way sometimes to mess up unity of, hip, of, of New York hip hop, unity. Because he wanted to be king of New York in a different way that Biggie wanted to be king of New York in a different way that Nas or even Jay-Z wanted to be king of New York. 50 wanted to destroy other people. And if you even did stuff that didn't involve him, like Fat Joe and Ja and Jada doing a great song to unite New York, he dissed all of them. And everybody had anything to do with it. Same thing with Nicki. Nicki been throwing shade at Cardi. Nicki doesn't. And she can say what she wants, but Nikki is it part of her? She was on this Black Unity Woman Movement. What song did she do with any Black Black? What song did she ever do with anybody? That was that was a young that was a lady. You know how many people could have benefited from being on a Nikki song? So many young female MCs, Tink, somebody. She didn't want to, cause she even in her song she's like, I want to be the bad bitch. I want to be the only one. And so like that just leaks into like. So well, I think Cardi's different. Cardi's gonna do songs with Megan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they may be a version one. I could never see Cardi and Megan doing a song with some people, but no, I don't think Nicki's gonna be invited. Nicki don't want to be invited. Nah, man. 
Remy Ma? Are you serious? No. With, with, with Nikki? No. Yeah. Meg, Remy, and Cardi. I can see that. And they might throw in, I mean, this is a young lady's name. I'm not making a joke. They might throw in light-skinned Keisha from Atlanta. You know, she, she got some stuff on the radio. People been sending me. That's her name, light-skinned Keisha. I don't got nothing to say about it. But, yeah, but nah, nah. Nikki does not want that. You just feel like where it just makes too much sense for like sense all doesn't them make not- any difference. It is not just the ladies. Let me put it out there. I, I do not want to just say just the ladies. Like there is no excuse. There is no Nas Black Thought three thousand song. Like what are we doing? But then you know what irritates take out of me. You know when people pass, it's always like 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 three thousand saying that there were plans. There were talks about doing a Tribe Call Quest Outcast album, but Fife's gone. Or UCJ and Paul saying, you know, there's going to be a song called, there was supposed to be an album called Underground Mafia, but Pimp Passed. And like, there's a whole lot of these examples. I'll put out a lot of these examples of people like, oh, there's going to be plans for this person isn't here anymore. People here, man. Like, it's a lot of ego. It's not just the ladies. It's the dudes too. Like, so my dream collabo would Mm. be 3,000. You already know I'm about to say cuz. 3,000. Black Thought. M. Killer Mike. Big Crit. I know I'm supposed to put five people on here, but I'm going to throw this person in there. Nas. Mad Lib on the beat. What did Mad Lib produce? Pardon me. I'm not... I'm not. Uh, a lot of the Freddie Gibbs stuff I'm always ranting about. Okay. I just love what he's been doing lately. Like, he's, he's just been doing some incredible stuff. He does that real... He he makes beats that will be made for a posse cut. That's right. You know. If I wanted to make it jumpier, like, that's that's like my standard, like, everybody, you know, on a fun song, maybe I switch out some of the people. But, um, Yeah. What made you choose specifically those guys right there? Okay, three thousand because I know shit. So, so three thousand because even though he's not interested in in solo work, it's amazing that when people get him on their stuff, he still puts out five star shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's number one. Number two is Eminem because Eminem takes it very, 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 very seriously. Yes, he does. And I could have put. I could have put Royce the 5'9 in Eminem's place too. So one of those people. Number three, Black Thought, because he takes it super freaking seriously. Yes. And I just feel like there's not enough Black Thought features. You know. All right. The next person I said was Crit. Because I feel like Crit, we already talked about what he does. And I want a new school dude on there. And he would be the new school person that would be like, oh, 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 tr- what stacks on the song? What? Let me let me get let me get right. And then um, Killer, because Killer's a nut job, and Killer takes everything he does seriously. And I threw Nas in there because similar to uh, Thought, there's not a lot of Nas features lately, and I, you know, especially. With the, what he just put out and me being happy with that, I, I like to see some more Nas out there. To keep it real with you, Listen. with people of his stature, though, I don't want you on songs with Fabio Foreign and ASAP Ferg and who else he had on that? Well, you cuz from Chicago, 
Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, ASAP Ferg. He had little little Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, I don't Dirk. want that, bro. Nas, if you you better be rapping with Thought or or, or Stacks or M, who you don't have any songs with, by the way. Nas. You're just so, saying. You're just, just saying. saying, bro. Like, yo, like y'all. Everybody I named that list is on the goat category, and the person who's not is Crit. He on his way. Like, I feel like all those other guys. I know Killer Mike doesn't. People don't look at Killer Mike, but Killer Mike have been dropping anvils on people's heads for the last like six, seven years. But when I say Nas, Thought, Stacks, who does leave out? Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought, Nas, Stacks, and M. Y'all goats. Why is there no song? Needs to be a song. Only the song. I feel like M, Black Thought, and Killer Mike would definitely, like, I'm going to outdo everybody as best as possible. And 3000 and Nas will bring the song together. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you need that guy and those guys. Mm -hmm. So there is a great song. We were talking about another cop, but there is a song called Good Morning that came out recently. And it's dope. Black Thought, Pusha T, Killer Mike. Oh my God, everybody goes crazy. What? We can talk about that. We'll probably need to make a mini. After you listen to it, we'll make a mini episode out of it. Bet. Yeah. I bet that. So I'm done, man. I'm done, bro. What, what, what else you want to talk about? Oh my God! I, listen, we we covered a lot of up in this piece, yo man. I think we covered all that we wanted to do. Posse cut part one. This is part definitely gonna be part one because <laughs> I'm looking at my playlist and like, ah, oh, they talk about that. Yeah, my play. I'm like, yo, I didn't bring up. I brought that's a that's a was I really wanted to bring up, but I we were out of time. So this is part one. Yo, I just want to tell everybody, thank you again for all the support and love. We appreciate it. Please follow us on all social media sites at Frito and Willie. You know, Frito just like the chip and A-N-D Willie. Subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on all social media sites. We appreciate all the love and thank you very much. Peace. Real name, no gimmicks.